and you know what? Even if some days your best is like a five and some days your best is a nine, if that's all you got, give it. Hello. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Sometimes Press Laps. I'm Mac. I'm Jubes. And today we are joined by the most special guest. <laughs> um, I could talk for hours about how amazing Sydney is, but to sum it up, she's caring, hardworking, determined, my absolute favorite adventure buddy, my best friend, the lovely Sydney Stratton. Oh, welcome. Uh, welcome. Thanks, Sid. Thank you for having me, you guys. So we brought Sid on to talk about her experience about being a woman in the trades, right? In a male-dominated field and see how she got there and what she does and what she thinks of it and how, yeah, her experience. Yeah, because she chose a path um, least traveled, I would yep. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we... Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, like Journey said, my name is Sydney. Um, I am an apprentice iron worker with Local 97 out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Um, I have been doing this for a year and a half-ish, give yes. or take. Um, as an iron worker, obviously, I got into the trades uh, when I was freshly 18. But I definitely found my calling with iron working. And I love it, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. What has your experience in the trades been? Because I know you didn't start ironworking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this question, but like, would you suggest doing what you did where you start kind of flagging, or would you suggest like going right into school? That's. I feel like there's definitely like there could be two answers to that question because you could take it as uh, like you could get an, kind of an entry level job into like construction, especially if you were like me and you were a very soft person. Yeah. And I needed to kind of like ease into it a little bit and like harden up. Yeah. Um, that being said, if I knew what I know now. Yeah, I would have gone to school right when I was 18 to trade school. Oh, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't know if there's like a definitive answer yeah. to that because it, yeah, you could have jumped right into trade school when you were 18 and like, I guess just learned along the way yeah. how to kind of harden up. <laughs> yeah. Um, or you could kind of take it lazy daisy and kind of do what I did and jump kind of from job to job until you find your calling. Right. Yeah. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Sick. Do you kind of maybe want to explain how, um, like, your trades work in BC? Because I feel like a lot of people don't know what it means to be an iron worker. Like, explain what ironworking is? Yeah. And mm-hmm. kind of, like, how your union works. Because I know that that was something for me that was really confusing, was how um, you basically just get dispatched on jobs. Yeah. Okay. So, ironworking... It- you know, I've been an ironworker for a while, and I'm also dating an ironworker, and I've been around ironworkers even when I wasn't an ironworker, and I still don't know the best way to explain it. Okay. <laughs> like, the way I explain it is, like, Lego for adults. Kinda. Yeah. 
so there's there's two sides to ironworking. There's structural and then there's reinforcing. So reinforcing mm-hmm. is obviously doing rebar, mm-hmm. um, tying like mats and walls, columns. Um, it is extremely hard work and I have a lot of respect for the rod busters because I don't think I could do it mm-hmm. um, for long periods of time. It's backbreaking work. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But that's essentially what it is, is tying rebar for um, concrete, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's one side of ironwork and the other side is structural. So essentially, you know, when a building is being built mm-hmm. and there's a metal skeleton to it, we put the metal in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So all these pieces come in. We call it like spaghetti iron. And mm-hmm. there's bolt holes in it. So you hook it up to a crane. You fly it in. You take a spud, which is just a wrench with like a pointy end. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you connect it. You throw your mm-hmm. spud in the holes. Mm-hmm. And then you just put a bolt in. And then that's how you build buildings. It's, it's like Lego. Yeah, it's like those... um. Do you know those like small things are like little pieces and they have like little connector pieces that you basically put in like holes? Yeah. Um, what are they called? Like connects or something? Yeah. With a K, right? It's like K-I-N-D-E-X. Yeah. I don't know what it's important, but. Isn't that what, um like for apartment buildings, isn't that what they use for like just framing? So essentially just like a framer, but apartment building style or no? Yeah. And metal instead of wood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Or um, we also have welders. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not trained to weld like pipe, for example. We can't go out and weld on the pipeline, but we can do structural welding, mm-hmm. stick welding. Um, and we also do a lot of maintenance on the structural side. Um, mm-hmm. For the lower mainland example, we work a lot in the ports, mm-hmm. carrying out mm-hmm. old equipment, installing new equipment. We work a lot with millwrights to get it up and running, that kind of stuff. We do yeah. work a lot with other trades when it comes to maintenance, sheet metal fabricators and all those guys. But uh, yeah, essentially, it's just those those two sides to it. As for how my hall works, um, it is a dispatching hall. Mm-hmm. So if you're out of work, say you got laid off, mm-hmm. you just call into the hall. The dispatcher will find work for you and he just calls you. He's like, Monday morning, 7 a.m. Here's the address. Here's your form and be there. That's and nice. Yeah, you just show up. So when we when we bid on projects, you know, there's a there's a requirement for how many iron workers they're gonna need, right? Mm-hmm. So say we get a building project and they're like, oh, we're gonna need 70 men on this project. Anybody who is currently unemployed, it shows up on a list in okay. our dispatcher's office, like who's currently not working, and he just goes down that list. And it's mm-hmm. who has been not working the longest is dispatched first. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, and then, yeah, you just get dispatched as for your, I said that a stupid way. You get dispatched as like structural or reinforcing respective to what kind of experience you have. Okay. So All if right. I work the next five years in structural, I'm probably not going to get dispatched to a rebar job. Okay. Because I'm going to look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> okay so it's like you're starting off like your foundation is really fundamental for what work you're going to do long term then hey okay? yeah like- yeah so as so i'm a generalist iron worker so when i went to school i was trained in both reinforcing and structural mm-hmm. i have not been on a reinforcing job mm-hmm. 
I'm almost expected to have that experience, but mm-hmm. I mean, if the, there's no jobs for me, I'm obviously not going to get on a reinforcing gig. And if I'm yeah. on a structural project and I don't get a layoff or I don't choose to leave, that's just what I'm going to carry on with. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. I really like the idea of like working with a hall. It makes sense. Like if you have experience in that and then you just yeah. like, you don't have to worry about like finding yourself a job in a sense. Yeah, it's definitely nice in that sense. You just kind of leave it in the hands of your dispatcher and just wait for a call. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Do you ever find it stressful at all, like waiting for the call? I personally have not had to wait for a call. Okay. Um, just because there's there's so much work for us right now. We're in the middle of a boom. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it can be stressful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's uh, like towards the end of the year when jobs are kind of ramping down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it can be stressful, but I personally have not been in that situation. That's sweet. So big thank you to Blueland for working with Sometimes Spotted Slaps. If you're passionate about the earth and a clean home, then these are the cleaning products for you. Blueland is a company that sells eco-friendly cleaning products on a subscription basis. You can buy the welcome kit, which comes with dissolvable tablets of the products and reusable containers for each product. I got the Clean Sweet Kit, which comes with a foaming hand soap, laundry detergent, powder dish soap, dishwasher detergent, multi-surface cleaner and bottle, bathroom cleaner and bottle, and glass and mirror cleaner and bottle. And I love it so far. It has done exactly what I need it to do. So there are so many kits that you can get. And once you have what you need, then the tablets can be mailed out as needed. So you can just order the tablets and you don't have to get rid of the bottle as if what you do when you go to the grocery store now. So we love that they don't send out useless plastic bottles with each product and you can just pop a tablet into the bottle and reuse it. So if you're interested in incorporating Blue Land products into your everyday life, click the link in our description and or on our website. Yeah, because um, it's basically like being on call for work, which has pros and cons, right, for some people. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about your time? Like, how are you finding? Because you're working in a camp right now. How would you find that that compares to not? Like, uh, that's a very generalized (laughs) question. Um, But, like, would you prefer certain aspects of, like, camp work? Or would you prefer to stay, like, home and just do local jobs? There are definitely pros and cons to both. Like, after working in camp. So, like, you get finished your shift. There's hot food ready for you Mm -hmm. your bed is made your room is clean and the camp that i'm in for example has endless activities to do like (laughs) you're never bored in camp yeah Mm -hmm. that being said for two weeks at a time you are stuck in prison essentially (laughs) right like you're not home every night you can't see your loved ones you can't have like a home-cooked meal you can't take your truck out for a drive and there's there's something really nice about being able to be home every night yeah, and mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff and be able to make plans and just kind of have a life outside of work mm-hmm. because as nice as camp is, because everything is at your fingertips, you don't spend a dime. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That is nice. Like you're, you're away from everything. Yeah. And you know, there's only so much phone calls and FaceTime can do to be with your loved ones. So yeah, it can get, kind of dark and a little depressing (laughs) if you don't really like keep up on yourself you know meditation 
working out, going outside for a walk and getting some sunshine, especially with me being on night shift Mm -hmm. since February Mm -hmm. or March, Mm -hmm. you really need to make sure that you're keeping up on yourself or you can start slipping really, really quick in camp. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had your experience on night shift? I was going to say the same thing. With night shift, have you noticed any like physiological changes or mental changes since starting it? Night shift is gangster, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I I love night shift. Like there's there the site that I'm on, for example, there's significantly less people. Mm-hmm. There's less politics, less drama, because as we all know, construction is like mean girls and hard hats. Um, <laughs> it's just it's. I love it, especially in the summer, being in British Columbia, when we get heat waves, mm-hmm. you're talking working in 40 degrees. Yeah. And yet mm-hmm. it jumps down to maybe like 15 or 20 at night. I didn't it's even so think nice. of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite nice. Um, in the winter, not so much because it gets really, really, really cold at night. Mm-hmm. Mm. But um, I noticed that I, I, I don't know. I feel like I work better on nights. I, I get really good sleep on nights. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I find that I'm able to keep a schedule better, like okay. my gym schedule and my eating schedule. I feel like I just I'm more invested, right, in my routine. Yeah. Uh that's really yeah. interesting. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe huh. I was born to just be a night walker. It's just what like- is your routine then? Like when you do that? Uh, so my current routine when I'm in camp. So I wake up at uh, two in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I go to the gym for about an hour. And then I go for, we call it breakfast slash dinner. Because <laughs> they, it's like they don't acknowledge that there's night shift. So they don't serve breakfast at dinner time. So I eat dinner at my breakfast time, which is a little strange. Mm -hmm. I would like to have some eggs, but that's okay. (laughs) So I eat, I get ready for work, get on the bus, go. I currently work 10 hour shifts. Once I'm done my shift, get back on the bus, go to camp and then have breakfast for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) I eat bacon and eggs for dinner every day. Nice. And then back to my room, I have like, about 45 minutes of just me time, have a shower, talk to my mm-hmm. boyfriend, do whatever I need to do. And then I'm usually sleeping by 6, 6.30 a.m. That's so wild. Up, do it all over again for two weeks at a time. How do you find the transition period, like transitioning? Like, do you prep a few days beforehand um, to kind of make transitioning to nights a little bit easier? Sometimes. Sometimes I just kind of... <laughs> Like, hope for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> because we have to be at the airport so early, um, I do try and get a couple hours of sleep. Right. Because it's an hour-long flight. Well, hour 40 now that they switched our planes up. And then once you get to the airport, it's a little over an hour to camp. And then it's going to be at least an hour before you can actually get some sleep because you got to get your luggage. You have to get your room unpacked. You have to go right. find something to eat. So I want to make sure I have a little bit of energy. Um, I used to just kind of drink a Red Bull and wing it and try and stay up all night. Um, but because we have to have minimum eight hours in between shifts, I get to camp. Yeah. And then I sleep and then I work that night. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, I get like six or seven hours of sleep before my shift in camp. Oh, that's okay. nice. Yeah. So it's not bad. You get a little bit of rest. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's so sweet. Um, I had a question and I completely forgot what it was. <laughs> That's okay. 
What's um, your like current rotation doing that? 14 and 7. 14, okay. Do you find that yeah. difficult at all or is it pretty like now that you've adjusted is it pretty straightforward? Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of difficult like trying to plan things because you're only home for one weekend. Yeah. My fly days are Thursday. Mhm. So it can kind of suck to try and plan things, but honestly, you just get used to it after a while. That's fair. And okay. a week off is a good enough time to get some R and R. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. True. That's sweet. Um, I remembered oh. my question. Okay. Um, for like fly days. Oh, I think you actually kind of answered it, and that's why I forgot it. But you like you fly there early in the morning, and then you can work that night. And so you like are flying on days that are like technically part of your fourteen instead of part of your seven. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, because my my first shift is Thursday, mm-hmm. but I fly mm-hmm. in Thursday morning. Okay. And then my fly day is Thursday, but I work Wednesday night. So I work a full 10-hour shift and mm-hmm. then get on a plane and go home. Right. Yeah. Okay. Do they switch that up for day shift? Yeah, day shift flies in the day before their shift. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lucky buggers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. What other questions do I have for you? <laughs> um, I guess what schooling do you need to be an iron worker? Um, non-union, you generally don't need any. Okay. They'll kind of teach you everything on the job. Right. Union, we uh, in BC we have a program at BCIT, mm-hmm. and there's two different first year programs. There's the Ironworker Foundations, which is the one I took. It's a six-month program. Um, if you are a pre-apprentice, meaning you got into the hall with previous ironworker experience, but you don't have any schooling behind you, okay, they put you on a fast-track program, and it's, um, I think, uh, 10 weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's first year. You can go either way. It's up to the, up to the hall, really. Um, mm-hmm. And then second year is six weeks, third year is six weeks. Okay. And it's just yeah. at tech school. I know Alberta has um, like state and Nate yeah. programs. Mm-hmm. For us, it's just BCIT. It's just BCIT. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, do you find that your flagging experience has kind of benefited you in any way, like in terms of schooling? No. No, not at all. <laughs> no, do flagging, like the only time I think flagging has come in handy was when we were doing that legacy project mm-hmm. in downtown Van, right by the waterfront station. Mm-hmm. And we had our, all of our spaghetti steel come in and we were downtown Vancouver, which I don't know if you've been downtown Van, <laughs> but the streets are like so congested and so tiny <laughs> and trying to get like a flat deck in there mm-hmm. is a nightmare. And I was the only one with a valid flagging ticket. So guess who had to hop out in the middle of the intersection and try and get our stupid flat deck in? Me. That's the only time it's ever come in handy. And now I just kind of don't tell people that I have it because I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I'm not trade shaming. I just, it's not for me. It's just not it. I'm, I did my time. So I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> That's fair. Why did you get into flagging in the first place then? Like, why did you start with that? My older sister's, one of her best friends, moved out to BC and started flagging. And she looked like she was living her best life. And I was like, I could do that. Mm. 
And that was it. That's really the only explanation <laughs> I have. It was like, it's, uh, I think, a three-day training program. Mm-hmm. And the pay was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it seemed like a relatively easy job. How wrong I was. <laughs> <laughs> Physically, and- the most, like, the worst conditions. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was, don't just, know. it was a really easy, like, entry-level kind of job. Yeah. So okay. figured I could handle it. Definitely. Yeah. And then can you explain flagging to our listeners who don't know what that is or what that entails? Flagging is essentially traffic control. So the people <laughs> who have the stop and slow paddles, the people who um, set up barricades for construction on roads. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Set up and tear down of that. And the people who flag the intersections, flag construction sites. That is what flagging is. Mm-hmm. It's The technical name is TCP, a traffic control person. Or an LCT, a lane closure technician, which is what I was. Um, but that sounds so bougie. Yeah. <laughs> the name tricks you because it makes you think that you're like up here. Yeah. Which you have the authority to shut down a highway, which is pretty gangster. <laughs> yeah. But it's essentially a two-day training program. And they're just like, bye now. Have fun. Good luck. <laughs> here's how to place pylons correctly. And then here's yeah, how to find. Yeah. <laughs> I know, because my mom wanted me to take the flagging course with you. Because she saw yeah. you do that. And she was like, Journey, you should go and do that. And I was like, I am way too much of a chicken to move <laughs> out to the east or to the west coast and start flagging. <laughs> like, no, thank you. She's like, well, you don't need to move out there. You can do it in Alberta. And I was like, no, I might know people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like the notorious, like, um, I don't know, reputation about that job. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, they get paid so much money. Just stand there. Right. And so, yeah, almost everyone thinks that it's like such a straightforward, simple job. But I guess, as your experience said, you said it's not as all that it's like chalked up to be. Well, sometimes you can luck out and you get a job where you have to just close a road, put up a road close sign, and basically just sit there, kick your feet up, and monitor it. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes you get thrown into a 12 lane intersection and they turn the traffic light off and you are expected to keep traffic moving. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, thank Little 18 year old Sydney who didn't know how to do it and then was thrown off the deep end. Let me tell you, I fucking learned pretty quick how to make that intersection run. No doubt. Because people were yelling at me and throwing garbage at me and getting out of their vehicles to get up in my face. And I was like, I'm not about to cry in front of like 200 strangers. And then this intersection is going to go nowhere. So I'm just going to figure it out. Yep. It builds it builds character. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. Trial by fire. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Oh my goodness. One day you messaged me like, hey, I got hit by a car today. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, what? I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Do I need to be like should I be on my way there? Like, how serious is this? You're like, no, I just like stepped in front of their path and said stop and they didn't. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay. That happened a couple of times. I also had like <laughs> somebody like pulled a knife on me once. Yeah, when you were in Surrey. Yeah, yeah, that was scary. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I've had Just, like I said, I've had bottles thrown at me. I had garbage thrown at me. I had people like threaten to beat me up. People threatened to like follow me home <laughs> and like I don't know what they were gonna do. Break into my house, I guess. I guess I don't. Know. Just just because they didn't like that the road was closed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Or like I would tell them they they would have their indicator on to tell me they wanted to go this way. I'm like, well, you can go that way. You're just going to have to go one block down 
it's a detour there's signs don't worry like you're not gonna get lost yeah and they would just like lose their mind yeah like <laughs> god they were so aggressive That's i would fair. i wouldn't do it again and a lot of my friends since then have been like oh what do you think about me getting into flagging i'm like don't do it mm-hmm. you're too <laughs> soft yeah that's what you would have told me too yes <laughs> don't do it journey you'll get eaten alive yeah yeah it takes a it takes a special kind of girl to do that yeah no doubt. yeah i always wondered like there was these like hardened crunchy ladies and like oh crunchy's not the right word crispy <laughs> pickled <do>. yeah. ladies <laughs> and like fermented hearts of gold for the young flaggers like loved us <laughs> protected us no matter what but i remember just seeing like what flagging did to them over the years and i was like i don't know if i want to do this Mm -hmm. forever that's why i only did it for what two and a half years Mm -hmm. yeah i think so something like that yeah because what did what did you do after flagging i got into heavy civil heavy civil construction i forgot about that and what's that um Again, see, I like I spent so much time working that job, and I don't even know the best way to describe it. Yeah, uh, working in the ground, essentially. So, like, putting pipe in the ground, doing mass excavations, um, pouring concrete. It's uh, there's there is a lot of different aspects to it because you could be you could be an operator, you could be a pipe layer, you could be um, a surveyor, you could be a laborer, you could do so many things within heavy civil. It's such a large umbrella. Okay. Um, Where does the heavy come in that? Is it because it's a lot of heavy machinery or? It's, it's, um, I would say more because it's like industrial. Okay. It's just like a lot of, yeah, like big equipment and big projects, like mass excavations, mm-hmm. um, just really large scale yeah. projects. Is there such thing as light civil? No. Okay. <laughs> there's civil work. Midweight okay. civil. There's, there's like civil and then like heavy civil. And I'd say there's like, it's the difference between like maintenance and like industrial maintenance kind of thing. Okay. Right. I feel like there's, there's very few differences, yeah. but they are there. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I just wasn't sure if there was going to be like a, there's like a heavy and a light. Like a, <laughs> but I guess it's like heavy duty mechanic and just a like mechanic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. I was like, is that because it's a lot of heavy duty machinery? But I think all construction involves heavy duty machinery. So I was like, I don't know how to ask this question. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, okay, there's a lot of diesel in construction. (laughs) Literally. Start your Christmas shopping early with Dyson. If you're not familiar with Dyson, they sell fancy vacuums, hair straighteners, and so much more. If you're looking to save some money on Dyson products, now is the time. These deals are valid for a limited time only, so hurry over to sometimesshibataslaps.com for more information and links to the Dyson website. Sid and your boyfriend need to have a conversation about diesel trucks, too. Oh, yeah, I'm because sure. Because he's who taught me about diesel. Ah. Uh, yes, yeah. it was my <laughs> high school. one. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've learned a lot about diesel engines in the past three months than I ever thought I would know in my life. So I love to see it. I was telling her about it. Yeah, I was like, it's been so fun watching Mac learn what you've taught me. Yeah, because it's like Little Miss travel and nutrition. I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Mm, I can DIY something and I can like teach you how to eat healthy, but 
not how an engine works. And then now <laughs> I know but all these parts now. and what they look like. And he's t- making me take quizzes just for fun. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> goes back to school in February for his like third year schooling. Um, and I'm sure I will be his study buddy all through all, all that. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to know Definitely. everything I need to know about diesel hydraulics because that's what third year focuses on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sid's also going back to school in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. November sixth. So, so, um, with that schooling, what more does it add on? Because you've already done like a stint and you're doing your apprentice hours. So then, does it get more in depth than what you've already covered, or is it like now you get to learn about X, Y, Z? No, I wasn't really told. From from my understanding, just kind of what I've heard in passing is they do. Uh, a quick review of mm-hmm. kind of everything you know we do a little bit of welding a little bit of ox cutting a little bit of uh like structural and rebar but i heard that second year is very math heavy Ooh. um i heard that we do a lot of stairs okay like stair treads and you got to find like angles and stuff mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. for installing stairs learning how to rig stairs okay stairs can be a bitch to rig if you have like no experience doing it mm-hmm. um and there's so I think I showed you at BCIT the structure that we build. Mm-hmm. So adjacent to that is another structure. And I don't really know how it's different, but I guess we get to work on that structure. Okay. I don't really know how different it's going to be than the big structure that we did because there's so many different building aspects to that. Right. Mm-hmm. But I guess we get to work on that one as well. Other than that, I don't know like a lot like you, we can't be learning that many different things. Like we covered yeah. so much in first year, right? Six months. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it'll be anything like super duper crazy. And this is all on your way to get your ticket, right? Yeah, Red Seal. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, Red Seal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. So when you say rigging, what do you mean? Mm. Like, like setting up <laughs> rigging. Mm. Rigging can mean a couple different things because you could be like, hey, Journey, go get the rigging for that. Mm-hmm. And you could have to go get like the slings and the shackles or the bridles and okay. the hooks. Or you could say, Journey, you're on rigging tonight, mm-hmm. which means you are on the ground with the crane rigging pieces up. Okay. So it's like, it could mean a couple different things. Right. I love rigging. Mm-hmm. First off, I think it's so interesting. I love being in control of a crane. I love calling in a crane. I think. Learn, like looking at a piece of metal and being like, I know how I'm going to rig that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's a skill you really have to hone in because mm-hmm. if one thing is wrong and that piece comes down, like you, you could kill someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So to know that everything on it has to be perfect and in place is very much something I enjoy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're very meticulous. So you'd be very good. At that. Extremely meticulous. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's what rigging is, is. It's the hardware to lift things. Okay. And also the act of lifting things. Okay, that makes sense. It doesn't just have to be with a crane. It could be right. with a come along or a chain fall, a zoom boom, a crane, anything. Right. Yeah. Cause I'm just, I'm picturing like when um, Bryce talks about like flying the roof. So he's just like, they prefab the roof on the ground and then they lift it up with their fancy crane thing and then they put it on. <laughs> well, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i love I'm that that was so cute thanks 
I try. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mac, do you have any more questions? I guess yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I can't, I'm starting to go into a little more like you keep talking about um like personality traits and stuff, right? Someone being too soft or like this and that. So what are some core personality traits that you've noticed help you in your field or things that you've had to learn like to be good in what you do? Yeah. Uh learning how to take a joke <laughs> is a big one. Obviously, there is a fine line between Say like dirty jokes and sexual harassment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like if your crew is teasing you, like learning how to take a joke, you know, yeah. um, learning how to stand up for yourself mm-hmm. was an extremely important thing that I had to learn, and it took a long time to learn, and it did not come easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has done me very well. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, I can't stress that enough, especially to young girls in the trade. It's like stand your ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think something is right, stand up and shout it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um as for like the being soft versus being hard, yeah, that's just like I guess kind of having thick skin because the people are gonna yell at you. Mm-hmm. Men are gonna yell at you, women are gonna yell at you. Some of them are gonna be really big and scary and mean, and they might say something that really actually hurts you yeah Mm -hmm. and you can take that inward and reflect on that later but in that moment do not let (laughs) them see that that hurt you because that gives them power yeah Yeah. and i think just the act of again if somebody hurts you you just standing your ground Mm -hmm. that really builds character and i think it toughens you up a bit 100 percent, which is good Mm -hmm. yeah did you have any an innate traits stuff that you've just always had that you think help you like excel in this field? I don't know what innate means. <laughs> like you, you were born with. Like you've always had. You've seen it like your entire life. You've grown up like things that your parents would say. Like oh yeah, like for me, it's always been stubborn. Like oh yeah, you're always a stubborn kid. <laughs> but like definitely stubborn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely stubborn. Yeah, I get that from my father. He's mm-hmm. been a blue collar man his whole life. Yeah. Uh, introduced me to the blue collar world when i was quite young mm-hmm. and uh yeah <laughs> if you if you know that you are in the right like you fight yeah you fight and you fight and you fight and i have been called stubborn so many times <laughs> i know that it's a trait most iron workers have <laughs> um, <laughs> very 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 much um my sister describes me as having a prickly exterior, <laughs> no. which I also have kind of always had. She she sees that, but she also sees, you know, the ooey gooey, mm-hmm. squishy Sydney. Yeah. Um, I would agree I, with that. You yeah. definitely do put on like a very, very tough exterior. But then once you just like break away at it, you're very yeah. sweet. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially with your job, right? Like you have to you have to be like hardened. You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like I am pretty open with my crew right now about like emotions, you know, things going on at home, especially after the year that we've had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they also know that they can give me a hug and I can be crying in their arms and then I'm yeah. gonna go, let's get to work. Like, let's go. Yeah. Like yeah. we got stuff to do tonight. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like, give me something to do. What yeah. are we doing? Mm-hmm that's wrong fix it you know (laughs) um 
So there is give and take, especially in an age where mental health is actually kind of being recognized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have my prickly exterior, but I'm also learning that it's okay to show that ooey gooey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Just to normalize it, right? Yeah. Like kind of create a safe space because I know it's probably going to take a lot more work before any of the guys are like comfortable doing that. Yeah. I think it's important to show that like it's allowed. I'm allowed to have feelings. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you're going um, through it, you're going through it, right? You can't really change obviously. that. And so exactly. like icing out your emotions is just going to cause you like some physical problems later on, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's one nice thing that I've enjoyed hearing about your crew is like if there is a rough day or whatever, they're like, nope, you don't have to go to work tonight. It's safer if you are not here because your brain just isn't in the headspace, which mm-hmm. is yeah. really nice. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're, say we're, we're up connecting, you're up 100 feet in the air there's a piece flying at you and you are elsewhere mm-hmm. mentally you could mm-hmm. hurt or kill yourself or yeah. someone else yeah like it's mm-hmm. a possibility and yeah. it's happened yeah mm-hmm. so i like that it's being taken more seriously as like you can stay on the ground or you can go home or go take a breather you know go take 20 minutes yeah and just do whatever you need to do have a smoke meditate yeah. go talk to someone cry yeah. it out doesn't matter That's- are there mm-hmm. therapists at camp? This camp, yes. Oh, cool. I don't know if they're therapists or counselors. Right. But mm-hmm. there is someone there. Free. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Any time of the day or night, we also have like crisis hotlines. Okay. Um, <laughs> counselor hotlines. You can call any time of the day or night. That's, that's good. That's yeah, it's, yeah. They've that's taken really huge nice. steps mm-hmm. in mental health awareness. Ooh, I've been called angry a lot. Mm-hmm. it's um, the red hair it's genetic <laughs> blame my ancestors um, like kind of a hothead I guess which this is controversial but has its time and place yeah, yeah. well to anyone else would be <laughs> considered passionate sorry Jordan just opened the door and he's staring at us eating a sandwich <laughs> gone thoughts um, hothead angry Oh, it, yeah, it could. It's just you're passionate about things. Yeah, of course I am. One, in a given situation, right, where say I see something wrong mm-hmm. and somebody who views me as lower than them for any reason, whether it's I'm a woman, I'm an apprentice, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's not wrong, it's right. And I'm like, I know for a fact that that is wrong. Yeah. Here's why A, B, and C, all my duckies right in a row, mm-hmm. and they still. I guess challenge it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> you underestimate me. Bad idea. <laughs> I will go to great length to make sure that like what is right is known. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if it's a safety hazard, you know I'm not going to mm-hmm. go around losing my shit on guys left and right. Yeah. No. But if you're a just going to be a dick just to be a dick, yeah. I'm going to put you in your place. Because if you do it to me, you do it to the rest of the girls on site, and that's unacceptable. Yeah. And also, if something is wrong and it's going to be a hazard that can hurt you or someone else, I'm going to point it out. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Are there lots of girls on this site? Um, there is. Not as many as I would like to see. Yeah. Um, but even like night shift, like we got quite a few girls on night shift. Nice. We got some new girls. We got some pipe fitters. They're so dope. That's awesome. And it's really nice to see 
girls there Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of girls on day shift too a lot of them are scaffolders okay we got a couple female iron workers we got another female iron worker on nights two of them nice which is sick Mm -hmm. i love it do you work with them then or are they like a different crew no we only have one crew for iron workers on nights okay unfortunately um but there are quite a few girls there which is really really nice to see probably the most girls on any job site that i've been on but this is also such a large-scale project yeah i mean a job this size you're bound to have more women than any other given project right that makes sense there's Mm -hmm. like six thousand people at this camp mac okay yeah nice when it's at full capacity yeah which is crazy and so with like the women in the trays do you find like first females have their reputation of being kind of catty this or that clicky do you ever find that that comes up in the trades or do you find that it's more i don't know male mentality just for lack of better terms where it's like not as clicky or just kind of chill with everyone some of the girls can be very clicky yeah unfortunately um i remember like when i first got to camp um i saw some girls with some iron worker hoodies i'm not gonna say what local they were Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd give them a smile in the dining hall or I'd say hello in the hallway and they'd just be like. Like, no. Oh, OK, so dumb. So high school. Like, yeah, we're supposed we're here supporting each other. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And if we don't have support, what do we have? We have nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yes, we're going to get some support from the male side, but a lot of times we don't and a lot of times you do have to work twice as hard and it's nice to be able to be with girls who understand that yeah yeah and the mentality of like men aren't better than us we're not better than men yeah we can all bring things to the table but eat at the same table yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's a great analogy yeah Mm -hmm. thank you (laughs) So I do find that when girls are just like catty and mean to each other, it's like, why? Yeah. Yeah. You're just wasting your own time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a difference between, you know, a girl in trades being like a pick me Mm -hmm. and being like, oh, I only get along with boys. Girls are just too much drama. And a girl (laughs) just being mean. Yeah. 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 No. Right. So there was there was this girl, this new pipe fitter that came on site. Mm -hmm. I remember I was waiting for the bus one day and she walked right up to me. Yeah. She's like, are you Sydney? I was like, yeah. She's like, I've heard so much about you. Oh my god! And gosh. I was like, I could kiss you right now. You are so <laughs> cute. She was the cutest little thing. And we just like struck up a conversation. Nice. And now we're friends on Facebook. And like, I look forward to seeing her anytime I go to work. That's awesome. And she's a cutie. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. And she just, we have, we share kind of the same mentality about things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice to have that. That's so nice. Yeah. Well, you have someone there that look forward to, right? Especially because it is hard to be away from friends, loved ones, et cetera. So you might as well make friends at work as best you can. Definitely. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. so sweet. Um, What did you hear about you? Like what? Couldn't tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. <laughs> that's sweet. Probably that you're a badass. Yeah. I think it was just some of the other guys just talking and being like, Hey, you might like Sydney. You guys seem kind of similar, kind of mm. thing, right? That's yeah. what I assume it would be. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I don't expect the guys to like blow smoke up my ass. <laughs> Fair enough. I just figured they were like, hey, you guys are both freaking weirdos. <laughs> I you should talk to each other. <laughs> I mean, that too. But yeah. Sweet. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what. Um, 
prompted you to start working more on like the safety side of um camp because i know you've started taking like a really big interest in like the safety committee and making sure that all that is up to snuff yeah so i guess what really started it was um so i lost a parent this year it was to a chronic illness but it was still a death of a parent Mm -hmm. and i know how many people die in the construction industry how many mothers and fathers brothers, sisters, sons, and daughters don't come home because of their job, Yeah, which is horrific. And I figured if I can kind of inspire people to take safety seriously without being, you know, like a hall monitor right? (laughs) and just kind of inciting something in their brain of thinking twice before doing something or asking a question when they were unsure you could prevent something absolutely horrible from happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because nobody should ever go through losing a loved one at work. Yeah. That's horrible. No, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And seeing people, um, for example, with my safety committee at work, getting excited about new incentives and say like prizes or people nominating each other and people getting excited about, other people's like good traits and kind of talking them up yeah being like this person is a good leader they inspire us they make sure that we're on time with everything they always get materials for us they're an all-around great human being seeing just like the beaming on their face you know to see that their hard work is recognized and then it motivates you to work harder and be safer and yeah it's just if you get it just right it's kind of this endless cycle nice okay, we're doing really good. I'm getting recognized for it. So I'm going to work harder and I'm going to work better and then I'm going to get recognized more and then people are going to know it better. Yeah. And then it's mm-hmm. just, it, if you get it right, it it can work really well. That's mm-hmm. so sweet. Yeah. Do you find that there's any sort of like stigma? Because I hear Bryce talk about like their safety officers and they just think they're a joke. Mm-hmm. But do you find that there's any sort of stigma, especially being a female who is like uh, passionate about safety? Like, do you get any slack for that? Not necessarily, no. A lot of safety uh, people that I've had mm-hmm. were women. Okay. Um, the thing about the committee that I'm on is it's not like a, it's not a Josh committee or like a safety committee. I don't have any training okay. to be in safety. Mm-hmm. None of us do. Yeah. It's, we almost run as like a third party. Okay. Where we're not qualified to safety officers mm-hmm. um we can't like discipline you we can't pull osha regulations out of thin air and be like this is why you're doing it wrong right kind of thing mm-hmm. um i have had issues with safety in the past as i think i've told you i'm not going to get into it right now because <laughs> yeah. i don't want osha to come after me about <laughs> things that i've done but um i've had bad safety officers in the past and i'm like you know what you make me want to break the rules even more okay mm. just out of spite yeah mm-hmm. and then i've had safety officers where it's like hmm i probably shouldn't do that because they're probably not going to be happy with me <laughs> because <laughs> so they sweet. they just they have a different viewpoint on it. they don't come at you and like you're doing your job wrong i'm sorry are you an iron worker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no you don't know how to do this job okay stop trying to tell me how to do it then because <laughs> clearly you don't know <laughs> and then i've had safety officers being like hey sid there a better way we could be doing this so it's almost Let's just being think. like gentle parented yes <laughs> yes because 
when you work with people like us who are stubborn and you know that's the approach that you should have because let's put our listening ears on let's figure that. out a better way to do this yeah and then i'm like oh shit you're right i should be doing this and like uh-huh yeah I'm like thank you yep it's it's all in how you approach it yeah that's fair that's yeah. a good way to do that though i hadn't really thought about like how the different like like safety person can affect how you would listen to them yeah definitely yeah. but it makes sense though yeah mm -hmm. yeah i guess it's kind yeah. of related back to even management right certain managers that are more helicoptery you're not really gonna you're gonna be like yeah yeah whatever yeah right mm -hmm. versus the managers you actually like and respect you're gonna i don't know it's gonna continue this cycle of respect yeah. yeah it really gives you like a little bit of um not momentum but like it's a similar word where you kind of like want to do better for them intrinsic motivation yeah. Yeah, it motivates you. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. Um, is there anything you're excited about doing with the trades in the future? Ooh. If you're an avid hiker like me, you're going to love Fire Maple. Their products are crafted to be the most reliable and high-performance gear possible, so you can explore the world with ease and energy. Their philosophy is that outdoor cooking should be just as straightforward and satisfying as indoor cooking. That's why their camping cookware is thoughtfully crafted to ensure that you can enjoy your meals no matter where your adventure takes you. Right now, you can get $99 off shipping if you live in Canada and $5 off when you sign up on their website. Head over to sometimesjabataslaps.com where you can find links to their website so you can start your holiday shopping and maybe grab a couple things for you. Say it one more time. Don't change the wording. Just say it again. Is there anything you're excited about doing in the future with your trades? Hmm. Getting dual ticketed. What's for that? sure like like having two red seals oh sick um that would be a flex yep. <laughs> yeah definitely what would um, you get your second red seal in i have been looking into becoming a crane operator right because yeah. i don't have great knees and i don't really take care of my body that well i'm trying to do better but after years of neglect i can now feel that taking a toll on me and i don't know if i have 30 years left in my knees yeah mm -hmm. but to sit in a nice warm cab all winter or a nice <laughs> cool cab all summer mm -hmm. sounds really nice and then i can still be part of the trades without having the more physical part of it right and as you know i'm obsessed with cranes yes sydney loves cranes i'm a total crane nerd i love them <laughs> it's, so running it's one would be really really cool mm -hmm. um so dual ticket for sure um I guess getting more involved with recruiting younger people into the trade, men and women. Yeah. Um, I know Art Hall goes to uh, high schools and like hiring fairs and stuff like that. Okay. We host um, like boot camps to see if it's oh. for them. So I can't remember how long it is. So I don't want to speak like too much on it because I'm not as knowledgeable as I should be. But mm -hmm. like rebar boot camps and structural camps. Okay. Where it's essentially, come try it out, see if it's for you. If it is, we'll set you up as a pre-app, get you out in the field until you're ready to go to school. That's mm -hmm. so sweet. Yeah, so I'd love to be part of that. Mm -hmm. That'd be um, sick. Getting a welding ticket would be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because uh, my dad's been asking me for quite a while to teach him how to weld. <laughs> so it would be nice to actually have a ticket to show that I can weld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really just looking forward to getting to know more people in 97 and the halls across North America and meeting people and getting my name out there and mm-hmm. kind of building a reputation for myself because a lot of people in 97 that I know have built a name for themselves Mm -hmm. and I I'm close with them and I don't want my name to be like oh they're this person's friend or they Mm -hmm. know this person and that's why they're there today it's like no I'm here because I did it yeah yeah so I think the day that I can kind of look back and be like wow look at how far I came I think that's going to be a good day yeah definitely oh that's so exciting yeah right Okay, do you struggle much with heights? You must no, not. Okay. I love heights. Is that something you've always enjoyed? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm adrenaline junkie. Most iron workers are. That tracks. Yeah. I feel like you have I to still, be. That's not to say I don't get nervous up there mm-hmm. sometimes. Um, say, for example, uh, like taking rigging off of a piece that we just put in. Yeah. So say there's, it's a piece of steel like this, and then there's uh, holes here and then holes here, mm-hmm. right? You kitty corner your bolts. Yeah. When you're connecting. So somebody puts a bolt in the bottom here, somebody yeah. puts a bolt in the top here. And yeah. then you gotta walk out on that steel to take the rigging off. I can't even think about that. <laughs> Tell you what, I can get a little bit shaky, but once I do it the first time that day, I'm good for the rest of the shift. Mm-hmm. It's just once I get up there, yeah. It's like ooh, you gotta gotta get your legs underneath you. Oh my gosh. That's, that's so how scary. I feel with cliff jumping. Whenever I go cliff jumping, I can do it like the first time, it'll take me like a lot of convincing to go. Yeah. And mm-hmm. every time after that it's breeze. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just got to get the first one out of the way. It's the toughest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I touched a starfish, Mac. <laughs> that's exciting. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I compare uh, walking on a cliff to. You did touch it. I don't think it was the first one, but it was the second one that we caught. You touched it. Or was it the first one? I think it was the first one because you wanted one? me to take it, like grab it and put it back, but I couldn't do that. Oh, yeah. You just, I was just, I just lightly touched it. Starfish are fun. I like starfish. It was so fun. We caught so many because we went crabbing and mm. we caught just about as many starfishes as we did crabs. Yes. Mm. But we had to put them all back, which is too bad. Mm. But crabs. Kind of wrap this up or as we're like approaching kind of like before we get into our segment and stuff. Is there any like key advice that you would give to women who want to get into the trades? Like three to five points that you're like this, know this before you get into it. Um... I think circling back to what I said earlier about, you know, standing your ground, mm-hmm. that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of hard days at work that could have been easily resolved by me just standing up for myself. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that's something that's not easily learned. Yeah. Um, but, you know, taking active steps to work on that, you know? Mm. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. You don't just let them come in. You flip them off. You yell at them. <laughs> and then you move on with your day. <laughs> don't take driving lessons from Sydney. <laughs> Little things. <laughs> I love you, but you have exceptional road rage. <laughs> oh no, for real though, standing up for yourself is going to save you a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, working hard. I think, you know, you could work really hard for the first month at your job and they're like, wow, she's doing exceptional. She's setting the pace for the rest of the crew. She's doing better than most of the guys. Keep that up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
because once you slow down on that momentum there it's it's a sticky situation because yeah. not only are we constantly having to work twice as hard anyways but when you're recognized for it that's a huge step yeah mm-hmm. um in most trades i know some trades are a little more progressive than ours um but i guess just always doing your best and working hard and you know what even if some days your best is like a five and some days your best is a nine if that's all you got yeah give it Mm -hmm. uh developing some people skills will definitely help you right Mm -hmm. i if you know when i was like 16 (laughs) if you told me that i'd be comfortable talking weekly in front of like 150 200 people and like walking into offices and just being like i yo where's abc mm-hmm. and just talking to people that i've never known before i would have shit my pants that's <laughs> funny because i never would have guessed that about you what that i was afraid mm-hmm. well because oh, we terrified. were in drama together that's different i was oh. with my friends oh, okay that's fair <laughs> i'm now all alone in the big world fair enough and just yeah learning how to talk to people and how to joke around and kind of go back and forth, carry a conversation, um, say what you need to say without like adding a bunch of fluff to it. Right. Mm, that is good. Just good, just good people skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will get you far. That makes sense. Um, and that also is a trait that is sought out in supervisors. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're a supervisor and you don't have any people skills, you're not a good supervisor. It's gonna make your job really hard. Yeah, right. Definitely. Um, else, I guess just take care of yourself. Like, like I said, we've we've made huge strides in mental health awareness, but we are still so far away from where we should be. Yeah. Um, taking care of yourself. You know, if if your supervisors are making you feel bad that you're not working the weekend, uh, too bad. Yeah. Because I need that time to reset. You know, if you worked overtime all week and Friday night came along and they asked you to work overtime again, but you just want to break, take a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one's going to hold that against you. And if you do, you need a new job. Yeah. Sorry. You need mm-hmm. someone who's going to see your value and be like, you know what? I know you're getting burnt out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go take some rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's as important <laughs> for men as it is for women. Yeah. But, you know, especially with women having menstrual cycles, I feel like <laughs> we go up and down more. We need yeah. maybe a little bit more time to help self-regulate yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. which is not something to be ashamed of. It, mm-hmm. It's a normal thing. Yeah. I'm pretty open with the guys at work about that. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll be up in the air. I'm like, I just started my period. I need to go. And they're like, okay, Sydney, bye. <laughs> <laughs> or I've had them, like, throw chocolate at me before. Oh, if nice. I'm getting really grumpy and they know I'm on my period. Mm-hmm. They're just like, <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups and they'll just throw them at me <laughs> That's so sweet. Um, or they'll know that if I'm like getting overwhelmed you know mm-hmm. you go and take you five minutes or whatever to just reset yeah and that mm-hmm. is so crucial especially in such a fast-paced environment like industrial yeah mm-hmm. so important because if you let your mind slip for one second and something happens mm-hmm. you're gonna feel terrible yeah. yeah so time to yourself is so important Mm-hmm. That's sweet. And also, always have snacks in your pocket. <laughs> Ooh, the most important tip of all. 
Yeah. I get angry. <laughs> me too. And the guys get so mad at me. And then they won't work with me. So if I have a granola bar in my pocket, or my favorite is in camp, we have the like peanut butter packets. Mm-hmm. Like, like just a package of peanut butter? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I keep those in my pocket and I'll just eat those. Gross. It's good. <laughs> of course it's you say gross fats. juice. <laughs> it, it's yeah, well. healthy fats. But snacks, snacks uh-huh. are very important. And also, yeah. you know, if you're working with someone like a diabetic, it's always good to have snacks on you anyways, because A, you're being thoughtful, mm-hmm. and B, mm-hmm. you could really help them. And that's what Bryce and Graylin are learning this last couple months. Exactly. <laughs> no. Yeah. But it's mostly for hanging. <laughs> the most important thing of all. Perfect. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Mm-hmm. It's been so nice to have you on. I was so excited about the episode. I'm grateful I could be here with you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful to get to know, like, yeah, who you are, what you're doing, right? Like, I mean, as our listeners probably picked up, like, Journey and Sid have been best friends for years, right? Yeah, that was and something so- I forgot to say. <laughs> this year's like our ninth or ten year anniversary this I September. Know. Isn't that insane? We're getting old. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> it's <laughs> so crazy because just- it doesn't feel like it's been that long. Mm-hmm. Well, you mm-hmm. think it's been longer. It tells everyone we met in grade nine. I could have sworn we met in grade nine. Mm -mm. (laughs) I remember the day. I remember it was like, I remember we were in foods class and you looked so lonely. Yes. So I was like, oh, come be part of our group. I was like, I love you, Journey, but you were the weird homeschooled kid. (laughs) I was like, she seems kind of dope, actually. Yeah. And so I was like, come join us. And then... The rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so thankful. I was so scared that day. You looked scared. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, that's why I was like, "Somebody save this poor girl." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, I'll save her." Because Kate and Connor were picking on me because I was the new homeschool girl. Yeah, because they were little shits. Yeah, they were. <laughs> this is your reminder to be that. nice to the new new kid. Yeah, <laughs> don't look what on. could happen. <laughs> Lifelong. <laughs> friendships exactly <laughs> i love okay. it okay um so for our segment okay mac has prepared some would you rathers for us okay mm-hmm. i'm so excited i'm ready okay so starting off strong with would you rather fight a thousand ant-sized bulls or one bull-sized ant <laughs> <laughs> can i answer this too yeah go ahead <laughs> I want to, I think, fight the bull-sized ant. Because I... <laughs> bull, bulls and ants are very strong. Bulls have horns. Ants just have, like, superhuman strength. <laughs> well, but they have those pincers. Yeah. Ooh, gross. I did not think of that. <laughs> but I feel like I could just... I feel like there's... In my mind, they're squishy. Like, I'm sure they probably have, like, an exoskeleton that would make it, like, super difficult to, like, fight. But... To me, I feel like I could just crush it. It's so <laughs> strong. You think an ant. An ant is this big, right? They can lift, what is it, 10 times? Yeah, 10 times weight? their weight. So you're going to put it up to a bull. <laughs> and be like, mm, I could take that. <laughs> bull is lifting 10 times its body weight. And you're like, mm, I could just squish it. Because Those seven pound lateral raises are really beefing up at the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I could do it. They feel squishy in my mind. <laughs> You're gonna squish it with Jordan. <laughs> just gonna hug it like around, a sledgehammer. Like they're <laughs> like you know how ants are kind of like they're like three, like a snowman. 
Like they've got three okay. separate like circles. Like I feel like on the small one, I could just like. <laughs> like chop it in half kind of? Yeah. So just mount it and hope you last eight seconds. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> or like a chainsaw maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I think I would take the small ones. Bull sized ants. The no, 1,000 ant sized bulls. Yeah. Because you could just step on them. Yeah. I guess it's going to feel like stepping on Lego though because I got horns. I would put boots on. I don't know the <laughs> answer to that. I just feel like it would be more manageable. You're probably yeah. right. I agree with you on that one. I just think I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need some steel toes or something because. Ouch. Yeah. 100%. Okay. The second one is, would you rather adopt a British accent every time you're having a serious conversation or laugh every time someone cries? I already laugh every time someone cries because emotions make me uncomfortable. I would love to adopt a British accent every time I have a serious conversation. Ditto. Could you imagine? <laughs> Hello. I'm so sorry to have to tell you this. <laughs> Boy, fuck off, mate. <laughs> I'm sounding very Australian. <laughs> I think sound like a bad mixture of both. <laughs> yeah. Boy, fuck off, mate. <laughs> that was so Australian. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> back off. <laughs> I heard it come back to the mic. <laughs> I don't know how to do a British accent. <laughs> think of it being more round than an Australian. Because when Walk I think- off. <laughs> oh. I wish we could zoom in on your face. <laughs> one day Bryce and I were riding to the farm and we were talking about something and I was like I looked at him and I was like I'm having such a hard time not talking in like a Kentucky accent right now like I'm (laughs) fighting the urge like my tongue just wants to move that way he's like that's so weird (laughs) like I can't control it I don't know what's going on right now just like have the urge to talk in random accents yeah I feel that (laughs) <laughs> Southern is like my go-to accent when I ever want to talk in an accent. It's just so I easy for me to switch into. Yeah. Yep. I struggle. Like, I was shocked that that was the one that I was, like, struggling to do. Because right now I'm struggling to not talk in any sort of kind of accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know my, funk, my, my tongue feels really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it just stuck her tongue out at me. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. That was a good one. Yeah. Next one is, would you rather sneeze every time you say hi or have the urge to pee every time you ask a question? <laughs> um, well, I'm part of small bladder gang, so I have to pee pretty much always. <laughs> so I'd say sneeze. We were just talking about the other day. Mm-hmm. Love sneezing. Yeah. It feels so good to get a good sneeze. You might know this, guys. When Sid was in... Germany? Yeah, in Munich at Oktoberfest. At Oktoberfest, mm. they were passing around this white powder that was like sneeze powder. So they like sell it to people who would sniff it and so they would sneeze. Interesting. Have you heard of that before? No. That's oh, actually oh. funny. You were in Munich because I've uh two of my friends in from Europe were both in Munich at Oktoberfest as well. So Oh no way. Either one of them. Or, oh, or sorry, probably. three of them actually. Yeah. Probably at some point. But out of the thousands of people that are there. There's no yeah. way. It was so wild, man. We just saw this white powder being sold and Jordy and I were like, is, what is that? <laughs> what is this? 
Because yeah, you no, know, never heard of that. I'll the Iron Workers, we thought it was coke. Mm. We thought it was the good stuff. <laughs> and then I've never done cocaine. Clarifying. <laughs> ever. Um. That being said, you know, mm-hmm. we were like, world. we have to find out what this is. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordy heard it in passing that I don't know if like people get congested when they drink. I don't know if that's a problem that people well, have. Like an inflammation response from histamines and whatnot that are found in the beer. Yeah. And gluten foods like, and everything that is common there. So I don't know. Just make yeah. I'll ask around for you, though. I have no idea off the top of my yeah. head why that is. <laughs> Yeah, answers would be cool because they gave us the explanation like we like we were stupid. I was like, "Hey, at least I can sneeze on my own. Like, I don't need powder to help me." I'm just walk around some dirt. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, um, so the next one is: Would you rather live in a treehouse or a boathouse? Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I think mm. realistically, I'd live in a tree house. Mm-hmm. Seems a little more stable, right? Yeah. I'd but I'm more I get so motion sick after a while. Yeah. Yeah, I would say tree house. Oh, what if we put a boat in the trees and lived in that? <laughs> like a pirate ship? Best of both worlds. Yeah. Or if you have waterfront property, but you have a tree house. Ooh. Like in front of a lake or something. Big brain. There you go. That that's ideal. I want that one. <laughs> that option. Me too. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna finish off with the last question here, and it's gonna be a really strong one. Would you rather burp soap bubbles when you're drunk, or have your hair turn green when you're drunk? I I would love to burp bubbles. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. That. It would be. However, would you like taste the soap? That's what I hope not. I think it'd be just the bubble like look. That's what I read it as, but I thought about that too. Okay, done. Yeah. yeah. That'd be if you're not game. tasting soap, bubbles hands down. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. One, that'd, be, that'd be such a I'd be drunk all the time. <laughs> Here's my just, party trick. <laughs> literally, I'd be like, look, I can burp bubbles. Could you also fart bubbles then, do you think? If you're naked, I mean, you think so. Trapped. <laughs> That'll be one hell of a party trick. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Everyone, watch this. Oh god. <laughs> Gross. Exclusively wearing a dress when you drink. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, <laughs> I learned that the reason farts smell so bad in the shower is because they're a bacteria, so they absorb to like wet things, <laughs> and it like amplifies it. What? Yeah. I thought it was just because it was hot in the shower. Well, the steam probably contributes to it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, because so. it's moisture. Yeah. That's weird. Isn't that wild? That's weird. Does that mean that you're... Oh. So, like, when... <laughs> hypothetically, right? If you fart right now... Yeah. Obviously, you're surrounded in your own stank cloud. <laughs> okay? <laughs> but if you do it in the shower... Yeah. Does that mean that it's, like on you because you are also like wet and your fart is wet probably for um, a moment but not for long yeah i think because yeah. you're surrounded by steam right, right. but it's, it's going just as quickly as it's coming mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> 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 
I also don't know how true that is. I was listening to a podcast that's not an educational podcast, but they shared that. And I was like, wow, I'm going to tell that to everyone I know. Well, I can't say it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know. Because I've always yeah. wondered. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Eat, well, steam, um, germs, all the good shit. <laughs> yeah, right? That's exactly what we want. It's the perfect cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell people where they can find you? I am on Instagram. It is Sydney Hope. Uh, Sydney, and then two underscores. Stratton, hold on, let me just fact check that. <laughs> yeah, S Y D N E Y underscore underscore S T R A T T O N. Beauty, perfect. We love it. That's me. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining us. It's fun to talk to you and see what you do and how you thank see you the for world. Me, you guys, mm-hmm. really appreciate oh. it. It was so no fun. Perfect. And then for us, I'm Mac Joy. I'm It's Stoops. We are sometimes about slaps on all social media platforms. Um, sometimes slaps.com is our website. You can find our book club reviews, our affiliate links, uh, all the episode links to video and audio, as well as our merch links. Um, all sorts of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like what we're doing or if you just like us, give us a like, follow, rating, review. All of the above help boost us up on your SEO and then we can have some more friends join the Chibata Club. Yeah. Um, oh, club. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. <laughs> new year, new phrase. Um, <laughs> perfect. And I think that's all we've got going for today. So on that note, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.